I've been waiting all week to ream this episode, so let's let's get into it. <laughs> I know, dude. I think I think we're this is gonna be like a mix. Like we're not gonna be in the majority necessarily. Maybe we will. I don't know. I do have some positive though. I think everyone will appreciate Good. this. So okay, well, sweet. All, let's, everyone, let's... I think everyone, everyone that thinks I'm toxic, you'll you'll appreciate this. <laughs> oh gosh, are we toxic? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know at this point anymore. We're not. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thanks for being here, everybody. We're talking about The Mandalorian, The Mandalorian, Chapter 23, The Spies. And uh, this is Star Wars Talk for the Average Fan. What's the what's the what's the word, Blake? <laughs> oh, I mean, overall, I think I did not like this episode, but I don't know. There was a glimmer of hope for me. I feel like there was a point in time, I think, towards the end of the episode, when I was like, maybe I could just like enjoy this and not think about it too much. Because like, I feel like if I think about it too much, obviously, it's like a trash episode. Yeah. But like, I was like, <laughs> I I, yeah. I can kind of see why people like just want to enjoy it because like it is too much work to not like it. Or like wow! It's, wow, you! What, what am I hearing? <laughs> I know, like it's it's too much. It's it's literally like it's exhausting. You know what I mean? It literally is exhausting. Yeah. To just like be disappointed literally every single week, to just be like, wow, writing shit. This is so boring. This is so sequelized. Like they completely sequelized the Mandalorian. It's mm-hmm. like it's just so. It is so tiring <laughs> just to analyze it. I think only with the Mandalorian I could do that. I don't think I could do that with regular like the regular Star Wars like regular canon. Like mm. the Skywalker saga, because like obviously like Luke, I'll never get over Luke. Like they just completely ruin Luke's character, and so and like the sequels just like completely you know shit on his character. It could completely change the storyline about the chosen one. So like that stuff annoys the crap out of me. But like something like where I'm, I was just like thinking, I was like, what is the point of me? You know, just like what 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 use is this? This this is the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's like a character I don't really care about anymore. I Din Djarin sucks this season, so it's like why do I even care? You know? Damn, dude. Th- this is a this is a 180. This is a total 180. I mean, obviously, I'm not like completely. I I don't know if I'm completely like on that side, but I definitely can yeah. see where people are coming from. Sure. Um, but I will never say Star Wars is Star Wars. That is stupid. I mean, that's that's just dumb. <laughs> that's that. I, I I won't get over that. I can. Yeah, no, I'm just I, saying. I can acknowledge yeah. it's bad, but still be like, okay, I can find some enjoyment in it. You know what I mean? Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I think I think I get what you mean. Um. I mean, I, I, it's almost like, it's almost like, like giving up on the fight. Like, I feel like for a long time, we've, we've always said like, we have to be critical of star Wars because then like they'll make stuff that's good. But like, I just don't know if that's true. So, you know, um, but I don't know. We'll see. A lot of people have not liked a lot of this season. So I I think, thank, thank goodness. I know. Like, so hopefully that leads them to make better stuff in the future, but who knows like that. That's, I mean, for me, I think, I mean, I, I have actually, I have, I have, I have somewhat similar like feelings sometimes just about like myself in general. I'm like, do I just have like the most like pretentious taste and I just like can't enjoy <laughs> things and I get annoyed at myself. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe I can see where you're coming from. I don't know if I, I, know. I don't know if I'm quite there yet though. I know. I mean, I don't think, I know. I don't think we have pretentious taste. I just think we just have, I probably do. 
No, I mean, <laughs> at, at least towards Star Wars, like it's just like a higher yeah. standard. And mm-hmm. and again, I tell people this all the time. It's like I love like McDonald's, I but I can acknowledge that it's like it's like shit food. So if people mm-hmm. can acknowledge like it's shit, like Star Wars is not good as good as it used to be. Like the magic is gone, but they still find enjoyment. I'm like, yeah, I totally get that. But like, if you're yeah. like, oh no, this is still so good. Like this is nothing like the first two seasons. So don't tell me like this is as good as the first two seasons. Cause like, that's yeah, just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I'll never trust your judgment. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree with that. Also, I support, I support you. <laughs> I mean, oh I, I can still, I'm, I'm acknowledging it. I can still acknowledge that they're shit and I'll, I'm, I'll be gladly shit talking in this episode and probably the finale. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've definitely got some shit to air. Um, and I think I would love I would love to just kick off with like what I feel like I mean I think I just like peppered you with this earlier in the week but I've been thinking about it more throughout the week, um, and I want to kind of like kick off with just like a general observation that I think to me actually captures a, quite a few of the things that I don't like about the show mm-hmm. this season and and also I think this is one of the flaws that was sort of there for a couple of the other seasons just in an overarching sense. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, it's interesting right now because like we're seeing like uh, some of the things that I think we were saying earlier in this season of the podcast that would make it interesting are now kind of starting to like take shape. Yeah. You know, and it's like, like, it shouldn't we be happy because this is what we wanted, <laughs> you know, but it's like, but like, it doesn't feel that gratifying because I just feel like the, there's, it wasn't like well-developed and what I wanted, what I, the point I want to make is the one I, I, I think I sent you this post earlier in the week. Like I said, that is like uh, Alfred Hitchcock's like uh, bomb under yeah. the table in writing, and I'll just describe it really quick, which I think is really interesting. It's the idea and like in the way that a movie is shot or the way that uh, a scene is done. That um, in if you as the audience are watching a scene and it's just people talking at a table, that's that can be pretty boring. Um, it it can be suspenseful, obviously, through dialogue, but it can be pretty boring. Um, and then there's a bomb under the table and it blows up and that's like shocking to you. Um, but if you didn't know it was there, like if the filmmaker didn't let you know that the bomb was there, then like the suspense of the bomb about to blow up is never going to like you're not feeling the suspense. Right. And it's not part of the story. It's just it just happens. It can be shocking, but it just happens. But like his theory is like, that's why as a filmmaker, it's your job to let the audience know that the bomb is under the table so that every word that's said at the table is that much more meaningful. And like there's a clock on the wall. So, you know, when the bomb's going to explode and you're wondering, are they going to get up from the table? Um, are they, you know, what's going to happen? And like it just like multiplies the expe- the uh, suspense, like exponentially multiplies the suspense of the scene. Um so that is like the general principle. And I just feel like this show is the first example. Like it doesn't, it it has not like showed the bomb under the table. Um, like throughout uh, this season, especially. Yeah. And it's just, it's just sort of like giving us the, like we're just watching things happen. And then we're watching the, like the explosion, so to speak, like, you know, you know, everybody's talking about how the armor is going to be this, that, or the other. And it's like, we're just watching that explosion happen. I just, I just don't really feel like the suspense was really built up that much. And like, we still Definitely. don't really know what Moff Gideon's motives are right. Other than yeah. long live the empire. And it's like, okay, <laughs> but like, 
But like, it's just like that idea of like letting the audience know, like letting them know enough about what's going on and giving them like the ticking time bomb so that they have the suspense that like makes the story really gripping. I just feel like to me, that's where it misses. And yeah, I mean, that came to fruition to me, I think on this episode, because all of a sudden we had all these characters back in the arena together and like all these storylines kind of coming back together. And it's like, well, I mean, it's, it's cool to see it, but I was like, I mean, I just kind of feel like I don't know. I just felt like a little underwhelmed, like by the, by the moments that kind of came by. Yeah, totally. One, um, I'll say one of those examples is, uh, pause Vizsla dying. Mm-hmm. I literally did not give a shit. I didn't care at all. I, <laughs> right. I had no, there was no like, Oh, that's so sad. Oh, I was like, I don't, I don't know him. I don't have any reason to like him. He's always, always fought against Dan. So it's like, why would I ever be sad about this sacrifice he's doing? Yeah. I mean, that was my opinion. No, no, no. I, I felt up in the head. No, I felt the same way. And I felt like, I, I, I felt like generally this episode was like, kind of like weird. Like it was so much of it felt very like stiff to me. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've said that about the whole season so far. I, I just, I'm, I really don't like the dialogue this season. I feel like it's very stiff. Yeah, it's so static and just like, boring yeah, it's, and yeah, it's like and like I feel like so many of like the sequences, it's just like put something in there to like give it some like make it interesting, yeah. you know, like give us some conflict, give us some like tension, but like it's like nothing. It's like so many things, and I always say this in the stupid podcast, like so many things are just A, B, C, you know? Yeah, and it's just like like, can we get some, like, something to, like, make this a little more interesting? I felt that way about the, this episode, like, generally. Like, the thing that – this is what – this is one thing that just, like, was so irritating to me. is like, everything that we've – everything that's been built up about Mandalore and, like, these – like, the uh, – like, the mystique of Mandalore and, like, the the – like, the – like, how enormous it is as, like, a, a setting – was like completely shattered. I feel like this season and this episode of just like, you know, like it's cursed or it's toxic or whatever. And like, they just like go down there and they land and they're just like walking. And it's just like, just like quietly, like walking along the surface. <laughs> like, this is so lame. Like, why is this so not interesting? Yeah. Ah, I don't know. That's just my overall take, but um, yeah, I don't know. I know. Where do we even start? Like I, <laughs> This so a lot a lot happened in this episode. I know know? there there is a lot, and I wish it was like good stuff. I feel like actually I do want to start with something. So one of our good friends, Daniel of Star Wars Now This is podcasting, Uh said this really interesting thing to me and uh over Instagram, and I was like, I feel like this is totally right. So he had mentioned that because of like Rangers of the Republic got canceled, um they they but like converging stories into this one. Mm, um, interesting. Like, just like the last episode or something. But I'll, I think I, we should even take it a step further and say like that. that's why this whole season was rewritten. I feel like they had an entire mm. plan of, you know, having Cara Dune and all these Rangers of the Republic doing stuff in the outskirts. That's why we would see those Rangers um, or those Republic pilots um, like doing all these things. And I think in that story, Moff Gideon could have escaped, right? Or like something related to Moff Gideon, the Empire could have been. And I feel like because of that got scrapped, I feel like they're throwing it into this mix of with Mandalorian season three and Din's um Din's journey and stuff. I feel like they just kind of huh. combined it all. 
and it feels jumbled. Like this, obviously, this whole season we felt like something has been off this season. Mm-hmm. I feel like to me that makes the most sense. I think Pedro Pascal for sure was having um, time issues with the, filming The Last of Us. I think for some reason they just didn't get time right with him and with this. But also too, this idea that Daniel said of Rangers in the Republic got canceled, so we got shoved into this season. And I think I honestly, it kind of makes sense to me. Like all this stuff is all jumbled. Things are kind of static and um, just like meshed together. Weird that we see bits and pieces of the new Republic. Um, oh, that's what he said. He said the Repu- the Dr. Pershing episode, he said that was like all supposed to be anything on Coruscant. He said it was supposed to be in Rangers of the new Republic, but that's huh. I was like, maybe, maybe he taking a step further and maybe say like this entire season has been mixed mm-hmm. with anyway, not important, but no, that's know, interesting. That makes sense to me, right? Like, I feel like there's this this whole story has been so weird and just kind of changed direction of what we were expecting at the end of season two. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, like a big piece of that is still the Grogu element. But yes. yeah, I, I agree but, with you completely. But yeah, again, and then we keep saying this. It's like he's not even the worst part. It's it's literally like he's taking a back seat. He's just, oh, he's just like yeah, a totally pointless side character now. Him and Dan both. So it's like it just so because like he's not even ruining the story at all. I'm like he literally yeah. doesn't do anything. So yeah, I know it's so ridiculous and like, gosh, no. Yeah. It, 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 uh, I, I, that's an interesting theory and I'm, and I think it's interesting to think about like, what, like, what is the reason I, I think that that totally makes sense. Um, as well as like, obviously Pedro Pascal not having the time. Um, I do think generally something that I, yeah, I think is like the problem in the MCU now, as well as in Star Wars to a degree is, and I've been thinking about this for like a little while and like, I don't know, I feel like maybe I heard someone else kind of make this same commentary, but I'm just going to make it, um, is like, I think that's like, it just, I think it just hurts stories sometimes when like they need to be fit into a larger like universe. Like I, 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 I like it in, in some ways. Like I really liked MCU phase one, you know, yeah, or phase or like up until like end game basically. Um, but like, I also can see where like, you know, early on in the MCU and especially like, I would say a lot of the movies up until end game, I felt like so many of them were like good standalone stories. And a lot of them even didn't even relate to the other movies until like the end credit scene, you know, like they would, they would leave the connecting factor till the end credits, but they, they still gave you a complete story. And then I feel like in a way that that's like really tapered off now that they went like full on, like cinematic universe, all these interlaced stories. And so, so many of the stories just feel less relevant and they feel less complete in terms of having like a beginning and an end. Um, And I feel like that's happening a little bit with, with this, with this, and also with like a lot of like Star Wars is now is just like it, it kind of like fits in like a weird place. Um, but that's just, I guess, one little theory I kind of have. I don't know. No, yeah, that's a great point. Cause I mean, I, I think about this a lot too with you always, movies always try to outdo someone or make it feel more meaningful. But it's like, you know, Thanos, <laughs> was, Thanos was like, oh, there's a finish stones. He kills half the universe or whatever. Yeah. But then in Loki, they literally like the Infinity Stones mean nothing anymore. And then now they're like, and now Kang is like Kang is more powerful than Thanos and the Infinity Stone. And it's like, well, just like just like Star Killer Base. <laughs> yeah, no, no, literally, it's like you just have to keep topping, it. and it's like, okay, well, this gets old so fast, or, or it's like, 
oh yeah, you question like, okay, where are these people during Infinity War? Where are these? And it's like they're adding all these additional characters or different storylines or going on at the same time, but they just happen. They didn't happen to run into each other or something or. Yeah, I don't know. It's like like Stranger Things with the first season. She L barely gets one demogorgon, and then season four, she's destroying like the general. I don't know what I can't even remember his name. It's armies, or there's like armies of armies of demogorgons. I was like, hey, (laughs) like come on, like this is ridiculous. Like she barely did the. you know what I mean? So it's like, you just can't keep topping each other. And it's like, it just doesn't make sense. It's just like, it just gets old so fast. It's the same story, but you're just mm-hmm. trying to outdo the old story. And that's literally mm-hmm. what happened in this. Like that, I, I said at the beginning, this, this freaking season sequel, like completely sequelized Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. The first two seasons were great. Had this perfect storyline. And then they sequelized it by basically repeating the exact same story. Just mm-hmm. with, with what they thought was up stakes, but really, just more upped action and more powerful enemy even or the same enemy it's like it's just it's just dumb like what i don't know but i mean let's 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 go where where in the beginning can we start i can't even remember how this episode started let's let's kind of keep i know track, I, or keep, I know keep we should of things yeah um how did this episode start i think um it... oh the the uh they were flying the mandalorian ship or the empire ship was flying over oh uh, yeah over Navarro and they meet up with all the, you know, they unite all the Mandalorians or whatever. We get an opportunity to have some, maybe some really interesting dialogue between the two Mandalorian clans. Uh, that doesn't happen. Shocking. Um, okay. And also too, dude, how many Mandalorians are there are of the children it, of the watch? Thank you so much, dude. Are you joking me? <laughs> this, <laughs> literally this thing was huge. I thought this, they got. I thought they game. got massacred in the basement of Navarro. Okay. Yes. The very yeah. The very first season, they did get massacred. Literally, the armor says it's only us left, or whatever. Like literally talking to Din, only us left. Or, yeah. And and then all of a sudden, they have more people. Like beginning of this season, and now it's like quadrupled. And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. Where are they getting these people from? Where are they coming from? doesn't make sense nothing adds oh, up God. no it doesn't and well i just feel like the i think i said this in our last podcast but i feel like the number of people it just like fluctuates wildly in like all these different scenes like there's more people that live in that little cave with the mandalorians that live in the entire like city of navarro when they know. <laughs> evacuate for the pirate oh my gosh so yeah that's how it started they all met up and then and then they just head to mandalore like it's it's very uneventful no, I no, feel we're like missing, we're missing a very important scene. What was that? IG twelve. Oh gosh. Okay, yeah. What are your thoughts? I'm, I I don't want to. I don't want to start because I already well, sound I, like such a jerk. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I knew this episode was going to be like completely shit. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I was like, I'm done. Like this is ridiculous. What? Mm. What? What was their attempt at this? Like a comic relief, or like to? I I I was completely lost at why they just thought this was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like what is what the, what is Grogu gonna do in this in this? I I why why yeah exactly <laughs> why what's the purpose of this? It was so stupid. Yeah no it was um it's not great. I I was like I'm done. I like there's no way they can redeem themselves from this. <laughs> nothing nothing in this episode will ever redeem it because of this. <laughs> oh you well I thought you were just gonna enjoy it man. I know right. <laughs> That that's crossing a line though. Like this, so stupid. The whole scene was so stupid. Yeah, it was bad. Babu Frick or whatever. Yeah. Oh man. Jeez. Well, I, I don't want to comment on it too much. I'm I'm gonna try to keep it positive. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
I'm not. Um, I so what happens? So then they just go to land. They just go to Mandalore after that, right? Yeah. When is the scene with uh, where we see Mob Gideon talking to what's her face? I feel like they throw that in like somewhere cl- here close to the beginning. I thought what I thought too. Was it the cold opening? It might have been the cold opening. Oh, maybe it was the um, cold opening. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was like pretty. I don't know. Like it wasn't that in. I mean, like I we knew she was a spy. Yeah, we knew Moff Gideon was back. So she's one of the spies, right? Like it, it says the yeah. spies. Yes, which is ambiguous, right? There's two. We obviously more than one spies. They're hinting at stuff, but yeah. But yes. Do you um, did you notice anything in? Like, what do you think about his his dialogue with her? Nothing. I don't remember anything now off the top of my head. All all that I think the only thing that is significant is. He is the one that orchestrated the attack by the pirates on Navarro. He does say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember So, obviously, now we look back and say, okay, this wasn't a pointless attack by the pirates. It was orchestrated by Moff Gideon for some unknown reason. I'm guessing just payback for him losing on Navarro. I mean, but him being petty. Maybe um, he's, I mean, like he could be trying to draw out Grogu. Like, is he still trying to clone Grogu? Who knows? No, because he killed they killed Dr. Pershing. So that whole thing is done, right? That whole story. I would, Grogu, I would, not, I would safe not, now. I would not be so sure if they didn't bring Pershing back. <laughs> I'm serious, man. They don't care. They do not care. I, I know I do have some theories toward the end, but we'll, or some things I've heard too. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Okay. So nothing significant. Does he talk to the other empire imperial leaders at this point too? Yeah, we could just talk about that. I can't remember. I don't. I can't remember which scene that was, but I. I thought that was kind of interesting. Obviously, that's like a a, a big confirmation that like Thrawn is like deeply involved with Moff Gideon. Yeah. Well, not I mean, not even involved. They're just like it seems like they're enemies. Like, it seems like that's what I got from it. Oh, I I got the idea that he was. They were all working for Thrawn, but like Moff Gideon is trying to like maybe like grab the power. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like he because okay. he was like, "Where's Where's Thrawn now?" So I was thinking yeah. he's like, "Yes, he's like making the claim where he's the leader." Yeah, right now that's what. Okay, yeah, that's what I was getting. Uh huh. Yeah, I I think basically the same, but I mean, it seems like it seems like Thrawn is like is still considered like the top leader, but like he's just not. He's absent. Yeah. Um, and they also I saw they like dropped like I I think it's supposed to be uh. Hux's father. It is. I looked it up. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I guess yeah, they're, they're really a little interesting tidbit. Yeah. Which obviously, Admiral is it Grand Admiral Hux? I don't know. He's a First Order Hux. He's played by uh, Gleason um, in the yeah, I sequels. Know. I don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You're not asking the wrong person. I don't know. <laughs> really. <laughs> He's in the First Order. Yeah. Um, it, was there anything else in, interesting in there? I mean, did they talk? I feel like they talked about. Um, I mean, I, I to me, it's like very obviously like hinting both at like Thrawn's involvement and the cloning, like the like Palpatine revival. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the thing I got from this, though, was like, which is this very frustrating is just like the Empire is like very alive and well. Yeah, which is weird. Which doesn't make any sense. Like I yeah. know they hinted at that like a couple episodes ago, saying like, "Oh, we've we've heard some reports of insurgents of imperial activity or whatever. It's growing rapidly." And it's like, 
like they're trying to hint that oh yeah the empire is growing really fast but like this has only been seven years yeah and literally like compared to the i i would just comparing it to the first season of the mandalorian when literally like the empire's literally hunt like acting in secret and like mm-hmm. you know the the client and the stormtroopers they literally look all ragged right they're all like yeah 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 dirty armor yeah. so like they're and there's barely any of them there's like four or five or whatever you know what i mean and it's like now there's like oh there's actually like literally like seven mops or seven generals at least higher ranking officials at least that are very alive and well and operating well they even talk about grand admiral thrawn and his plan they talk about all this cloning so it's like where where are they getting all these people and where are they getting all this money and funding and then how are they not being noticed by the new republic like that's not possible you know what i mean yeah it's just stupid yeah. well it's just like further development of like a really flimsy new republic it, yeah. and also just like cheapens and weakens the like consummate ending of the original trilogy in return yeah. of the jedi which is really annoying um but yeah i see what you mean um is there anything else anything else in the interim scenes next scenes that needs to be talked about um i don't think so yeah nothing nothing good because the next thing that comes to mind for me is when they encounter the the mandalorians in like the like the skiff yes which was kind of interesting yeah, that was interesting, and it's also weird to think he called Bo-Katan out by name or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it. I mean, I wasn't surprised by it. I mean, I I could see why they would do that, and I, I don't know. I guess it is what it is. I'm just like curious how they're living there for like thirty years or whatever. <laughs> I know. Uh, like, yeah. We're, yeah, we're not, and also remember everyone, we're not thinking about Return of the Jedi. So we're thinking about literally since the Night of a Thousand Tears, literally yeah. 30 years ago. So they've been yeah. stuck on that planet for 30 years. And, but the, here's the thing they've been stuck on the planet for 30 years, but also for those entire 30 years, all other Mandalorians in the galaxy thought that yeah. the, surface, <laughs> the surface of the planet was inaccessible. Like nobody could even land on the planet. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's just it, it. It's a major. It's a major plot hole. I would say, or like a. It's like a contradiction in the plot for sure. Yeah. It also seemed a little bit unnecessary to bring those characters in. I was like, so why? Like what? Like what's the point? Unless you consider think they're the spies, which I've heard that is a rumor. Or oh, really? Because, Interesting. Because also going with the timeline thing, we learned that later in the show, we learned that the Empire has been or Moff Gideon has been mining the. Beskar on Mandalore. Well, and, and he has like a base. There's like a full-on yeah, base, entire imperial base. And so they're like, if how are these people that have been there for 30 years not know about the base or not know oh. that? So that's what I've heard is people are saying they're the spies. They're the ones that are. That's how they survived or something. They they made a deal with the Empire or something. Oh, basically be like a, a protect a protector of the of the planet for to discourage other Mandalorians from coming or or anyone else for discovering it. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, like most things, like 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 the Hitchcock bomb thing, right? Like there's no they they didn't let us know that like there was any sort of uh you know ulterior motive by any of those characters. I know. Even even a subtle ambiguous hint was not given. So who yeah. knows? Um all right, so let's should we talk about the action that goes on down there? God, dude, I don't even want to start. Uh, <laughs> well, let's let's talk about let's make our prediction in the armor because the armor leaves right before the action 
Yes. Oh, and there's I mean, also that conversation between Din Djarin and Bo-Katan on like the on like the wing of the skiff. Uh oh dude, we missed the freaking uh Grogu fight scene too. The he stopped the fighting. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, so weak. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, because that was like the like see, this is what I'm saying. This, I don't know how they do it. They figured out how to take interesting, like, core elements and make them as cliche and, like, uninteresting as possible. Yeah. And that's, that. And like, this is the example of how they did it with, like, the two rival Mandalorian clans. Like, the way that that fight started, the way that the fight went, and, like, the whole dynamic between the two clans was so, like, boring. Like, and it was just, like, not well told. But like yeah. it's an interesting like idea. Like it's a very interesting idea. Religious fundamentalist sect versus like the like kind of like more uh new wave, like normal um, you know, sect of Mandalorians and how do they get along with each other and all that. But here once again, here's 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 a great example of like, did they give us any foreshadowing or any sort of idea, like anything to like build the suspense of the tension around those different characters like Axe Woves and Paz Vizla? Like, give us a side comment earlier in the episode. Like, give us, like, a dirty look earlier in the episode that, like, you know, we linger on for a little bit. Like, give us something to, like, (laughs) I just, I'm just, like, thinking of, like, different, like, plot tools to, like, like, give it some suspense. But then it just, like, happens and I'm, like, okay. Like, just, like, the total, like, cliche of, like, two guys, like, fighting over, like, whatever. But, yeah, then Grogu, the no, no, no. I was, like, come on. Ugh. Well, sorry, that was a big bit of a rant, wasn't it? No, you, well, I want to know what is what were you, what is the Din Bo-Katan conversation? I don't even remember that. That's where um she doesn't she like hold out the dark saber and she's like, "This is all I have left to unite our people." And he says like, "Your song is not yet finished, but I will like serve you until it is," or something like that. Oh, yes, that does <laughs> ring a bell. Oh my right? gosh. Like, it was like kind of like this like pseudo like emotional moment, you know, it was kind of like dusk and it was like, you know, she was like emotional and like brooding and he's like, you know, I mean, it to me, it really solidified him as like the side character of this season. Like, yeah, he was like, I'm here to serve you and I'm here to like do your bidding basically. And she was, you know, kind of like taking center stage. This I'll be a little toxic right here now, but um this is what bothers me so much is i've seen this i've seen this so many times on is over instagram in the comment section of people saying people complaining that you know din has become a side character in his own show and people rebuttaling them by saying well it's called the mandalorian not din jarin so mandalorian could be any mandalorian i'm like okay seriously you're so annoying that is that is so effing annoying seriously <laughs> I I think it's annoying too. It's oh, like, man. like, can we just have some consistency? People literally call him Mando. <laughs> like, Grief Karga calls him Mando. Why would he call him Mando? Because he's the Mandalorian of his own show. You of this I mean? show, yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's not good. It's definitely not good. Oh, gosh. That's a good point. Okay, sorry. Moving on, dude. This is gonna be a long episode. Hopefully, yeah. I just need, we need to. I need to focus more. Oh right, yeah. Okay. So the the armor the <laughs> armor, armor leaves. Um. Do we think that she's the second spy in the title of the spies? I definitely think they're hinting at that. I don't think so. Really? 
Why don't you think so? Because I have been looking at spoilers. <laughs> I don't think it's her. You I, look, I, you you just I gave know. us all a spoiler. I know. I think. I know. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're making it too easy. I feel like there's a lot of emphasis on her. Like even grief, or not Mo- grief cargo. Even Moff Gideon's helmet has horns on it. Like, um. But there's a. I feel like there's a lot of other stuff pointing to another specific character. Um, and so I, I think this, I think she's a red herring. I literally think she's a basic Mandalorian. I don't, I don't, I don't, I could, but also I could be biased because I don't want her to be the spy because like I want her to have like no depth because I feel like she's so boring and I don't want, I don't, I, even though we've thought like we wanted her to be something more and I've been so annoyed that she hasn't been this season, I'm like, I maybe I'm too stubborn to even be like, actually, I'm happy she is now, but I, I just don't yeah. think it is. I don't know. What do you think? Tell me your Interesting. Thoughts. I mean, I, obviously, I haven't seen any freaking spoilers, but um, <laughs> well, not spoilers, I, just people's predictions, I guess. Predictions, okay. So, I mean, I kind of think that she is. I, I mean, I think, I think she could be. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, so here's it depends on it which part of my head I'm thinking with. Like, am I thinking with the part of my head that's like, what are the writers doing? What is Disney doing? Like, what is their plan for that for the season? And then part of my head that's like, what makes sense for the story? Like thinking from within the world of the story. I think from within the world of the story, like I think it makes sense. Uh, um, well, yeah, I think from the, within the world of the story, I think it makes sense. I think with Disney, I'm like on the fence. Like I'm like, would they do it? Are they not going to do it? I'm not sure. I think, I think that it like with what we have in the story so far, which once again, I just think is really poorly t- told story. Um and this is like a problem, I think, is like we have no we we haven't been given much to like build the suspense of like, is she good or is she bad? Like, yeah, there's a very fine line between a, a character being mysterious and a character being underdeveloped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that they've gone over that line, um, unfortunately. And so for me, like she could go either way and like it would make sense with how they developed the character so far because she is a kind of an underdeveloped character. Um, and yeah, I mean, but then again, like she's been, it's weird to say that too, cause she's been in like every season and she's was in book of Boba Fett and like, she's done a decent amount of stuff on screen, but it's just like, it's never really, we've never really been told like motives and like, she's, she has gone back and forth on a lot of things, you know? And I, you know, earlier in this season, it didn't make sense to me. Like it was very nonsensical that she, had Bo-Katan take off the helmet and she, you know, she did all those things. Um, But it almost feels like it's going like too far yeah, in like yeah. her betraying her religion, you know? Cause like we haven't gotten any indication that she's not like an actual true believer in like the, the watch, like, yeah. or the way. Um, And so like, for us for it to now come out that she's like oh she never believed in any of it and she just like is trying to kill all the mandalorians i don't know that that, and she's working for moff gideon like that would feel kind of like almost too much of a 180 to really make sense um i'm kind of rambling at this point but yeah yeah, because i mean as far as we yeah i think it comes down to motive because like as far as we know she's been a part of it like you said part of the children of the watch she's been like she's on concordia from what we understand mm-hmm. it anyway, like Dan has been a part of this coven for like a long time. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she's had opportunities basically with Grogu, literally alone with Grogu. And if she's never with throughout every season, you know, th- all three seasons, she's had 
time with Grogu, and yet she's never once had done anything. So yeah, why why all of a sudden now would she change her tune? If she wasn't working for the Empire, then all of a sudden changes to the Empire. But yes, I I understand the point. I understand the points of yes, she appoints Bo-Katan for some random reason, and then also mm-hmm. too people a lot of people are pointing out in season two or in Book of Boba Fett, she melts down the spear of Beskar mm-hmm. because she said and her line is like, oh, this can pierce Beskar, so it's a danger for Mandalorians, and a lot of people are analyzing that, saying, oh, she did that, so Din couldn't kill her if the time mm-hmm. came. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what a lot of people are saying, but I just think it, I think they're playing it too obvious because again I come back to the motive and obviously yeah you never know with Disney she she could they could make up some dumbass motive for her or whatever but I think it's someone else I think it is Axe Woves. Oh, interesting. Okay, so I've seen this prediction as well, and I think that's an interesting one. So what what do you, what's your reasoning? Yeah, so I think the motive. So I think as far as the motive goes, I think he has some. So. If those that don't understand, remember, Axe Wolves also leaves right when the fighting starts. He t- takes off to the ceiling. I got to go get some help, whatever. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he leaves right when the fighting starts. But a lot of things are pointing out to that he is, he could be the 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 spy. Um, so in the beginning of the episode, Moff Gideon's talking to What's-Her-Face and he, uh, he he basically tells everyone, you know, tells the audience, oh, yeah, I orchestrated this plan on Navarro, this attack on the pirates. And then she says, but they were saved by Mandalorians. He's surprised about it. He doesn't under he doesn't he didn't know that happened. Mm-hmm. And he even says, like, who? And she said, like, Din Djarin saved him. And so he's surprised. So if the armor was there and is a spy, then Moff Gideon would have already known the Mandalorians oh. already saved Navarro. And then later when the sh- when the Mandalorian the other Mandalorians arrive on Navarro, they're in the light cruiser, literally Moff Gideon's old light cruiser. This is the same the same emp- yeah. Empire cruiser. The yeah. robot the the droid at the very beginning talking to Grief Karga says, "Oh, it's an Imperial ship," or whatever, and mm-hmm. then he's like, "Oh no, it's a Mandalorian ship." And then the droid goes, "But it's still registered to the Empire. Like it still has like a chain code. It's still connected oh. to the em- still connected to the Empire." And Axe Wolves has been in charge and leading this. And so he would have an easy way to connect to Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Bo- the return of Bo-Katan taking over his throne would piss him off. And he yeah. hates the Children of the Watch. He says when he basically has been saying, like, he thinks they're, like, primitive. He thinks they're primitive. So, like, he thinks he's better than them. Um, so just hit- all these things are adding up. And then when when... Moff Gideon eventually shows up at the end. He knows Bo-Katan and not Din Djarin has the Darksaber already. He already knows like Bo-Katan's leading them and has the Darksaber. So like everyone is saying, oh yeah, she stole, because she, because she, Axe Wolves, all this stuff happens. I don't know. So I think, I don't huh. know. I think that's a really good point. I, I feel like that, the Axe Wolves, it's just kind of convenient that he leaves and it was like a really short leave. Obviously, they made a big emphasis on the armor leaving. So it seems like Disney's trying to be sneaky and point to the armor, but but and then I don't know. We never know, I guess, with them. I'm rambling too. So I'll stop talking. What do you think about no. that? How, what is it? No. What do you... That's a really good theory, I think. That I mean right, it's it, pretty it good. Yeah, I, I heard that and I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is a good theory. That holds up. I I I wonder like um my only my only like question i guess would be i i mean i guess i can answer it myself but just, he would have to like hide that from all of his like people or like are they in on it too does yeah he not, like they could know he... too i mean because 
right? Because this goes back to the episode before this, Guns for Hire, mm-hmm. when S- Sasha Banks, I can't remember her name, the other girl yeah. Mandalorian says like, you know, we're we're loyal if you have the right price or whatever. So it's like, I mean, mm. a lot of people are saying she's she's in on it too, or she could be the spy. So I mean, there's I guess there's a couple different ways, but it just makes sense that she or that Axwell is literally leaves right when the fighting starts and yeah. all this connecting things are happening. Mm-hmm. Right when he comes back, all this stuff happens. I don't know. No, that is really interesting. That so yeah, I mean that's that's a great it's a great theory. Um I could totally see that happening. Um, and yeah, whatever, however it works out with his like whole crew, however, however many there are, I don't know if there's like 30 of them or if there's like 300, I'm not, I can't really tell, but <laughs> um, yeah, however many there are. So, okay. Interesting. Um, do we have any other like predictions or anything else to say about like the rest of this action? Let's no, let's talk. I want to talk about the action though. I want to know what your, what was your first initial thought? Of when you heard when they said the line, I hear jetpacks or whatever they said. Um, I thought it I thought it was gonna be other Mandalorians potentially, like um like uh whatever the the one who like serves the Empire, what's his name? I don't even remember his name, but like people like unto that uh Mandalorian, the one from Rebels. Yeah. I haven't watched Rebels, yeah, so I don't Gar- remember his name. Gar Saxon. Gar Saxon, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, look at me, Star Wars fan. Um I thought it might be like Mandalorians or something. I was like confused at first. Like what is going on? And yeah. I mean, I remember like, you know, getting and walking through the hallway with the, those things when they showed up and they were like stormtrooper, like Mandalorian hybrids. I rolled my eyes so hard, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just because it just felt like another, like it just felt really gimmicky to me. And like, just like really, like really like, okay. So now we have like another, like another stormtrooper variant, but it's like, stormtrooper variant of like mandalorians and like this is just this is just overplayed a little bit at this point guys yes like i i initially thought of that line in uh rise of skywalker the one where they said they fly now oh <laughs> i was like okay they fly now <laughs> I, again i'm just thinking like they're they're literally ruining their own movies they're disney is ruining their own sequels right by, like how how is this not in their history of like oh we have these Mandalorian stormtroopers let's keep those around because they're very convenient they're very good fighters they have jetpacks on we literally could beat any army like this but yeah. for some reason they they're not they don't appear in the sequels right and so it's like yeah. what what is wrong what is wrong with the Empire or like what this doesn't make sense you can't have something before the sequels and not have it in the sequels it doesn't it doesn't work like that yeah. like it's so stupid. You can't just bring in a new a new type of droid or new type of warrior and not have it later in sequel the sequel movies. If it's not in the sequels, like you're out of luck. Like you can't bring it in and then it just randomly disappears and they never use it again. Unless like Dave Filoni's upcoming film is gonna like delete, you know, delete like backspace on like a bunch of the shit that happens in that's true maybe you know maybe the planet like completely destroys and they don't have access to Beskar ever again. They just Death Star. The, they just yeah. Death Star. Mandal- <laughs> they use Star Killer base on it. Like the first one. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And yeah. again, I, I, again, I go to my original comment of where are they getting all these resources? Where the hell are they getting all these people? Where yeah, are these, I know. all these <laughs> soldiers? Who who is paying them? And how yeah. are they getting them? I why are they still signing up? <laughs> 
No, it's true. It's a great point. It's like once you start to like think about like those kinds of things, it's like, uh, so they still have all these armies of stormtroopers. Like you would have thought all the stormtroopers would have defected after the empire, the emperor died, you know? Yeah. Like, how, how are they maintaining control over their soldiers? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think like the degree of like the empire having a presence that was shown in Mandalorian season two was like enough. Like that yes, was as high yes. as it should have been. You know, I was like, think, yeah, I, I thought that too. Cause I was like, okay, let me think of Moff Gideon. And he had one, one tie fighter. And then he had like a couple death troopers. Right. And then like maybe a battalion. So maybe like between 30 and 40 stormtroopers. Well, like, there was, there was a base, there was a base in season two. Remember that episode? Oh, true. With, the siege. Yeah, with Mayfeld and stuff. Okay. Oh, that's right. But, too. It was, but but it still had that feel that it was like it was kind of underground and it was like this like sunken warlord, you know, group. It didn't feel like as like institutional as it does in this season. Yeah. But yeah, no, they had they had a base. Like they had they had some operations going. That's true. You're right. You're right. And like it makes sense. Like it makes sense that there could be some. Like the theoretically, the Empire, like as like a faction, was like probably like unimaginably large because it covered the entire galaxy. And so there'd be like pockets that would be pretty large that might be able to survive, but like, but then operation like, cinder happens and they destroy yeah, those, 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 uh, that's true. That is literally Canon. I keep saying yeah. that. And it's the empire destroyed all the Imperial colonies because he didn't want anyone to survive after yeah. him if he died. Yeah. So and it doesn't make So it's sense. like whoever survived that, which is like even like less likely, obviously. Uh, I love it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then this whole shit of Moff Gideon lands and it's like, oh, look at this big reveal. And then he says, I scrapped my death, my dark trooper uh, initiative and decided to make Mandalorian stormtroopers. And I was like, when did you have time for this? Yeah. When you were you, in prison, you've been in prison for two and a half years. So yeah. how how long have you been mining this? How long who's been training the Mandalorians? And then all of a sudden your your baby project of the dark the dark what are they called the dark troopers? The dark troopers. This is your baby tro- project that you've been working on for years. Yeah. You just instantly scrap it and you do something else. Like what is <laughs> going on? This is like, so stupid. <laughs> while you're in prison nonetheless. Like even make it even harder on yourself while you're in prison you're doing all this stuff apparently. I, it's just it's ridiculous the timeline like how i don't know it's just it's so annoying yeah no it is and like and, and once again it's just like they do whatever they want with the story because they're they're not like they're not giving that much foreshadowing so like literally anything can happen <laughs> and, and then i do I, I i've heard this i heard this rumor that literally they're all, all these stormtroopers are clones of moff gideon what Yes, because he says this weird line and says, like, he says, like, what makes these better than the Dark Troopers? They all have me in them. Oh, he says that? Yeah, something like that. And I was yeah. like, what the F? And so when I heard that, because obviously I didn't catch it, but I heard that and I was like, this is stupid. Because this other rumor I saw, which, you know what? And if we go on these rabbit holes, it's like, it's so stupid. Like, it, yeah. if any of these rumors are true, like, these dumb rumors are true, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> but, anyways, uh-huh. he, he said, this guy was saying he would he he fried Doctor Purging's brain, so that way he would keep the cloning secrets just to Moff Gideon. So Moff Gideon, like they somehow solved the cloning secrets, and he was able to clone himself and put it on all these clones 
in all these mm-hmm. storm Mandalorian stormtroopers. Then he killed Dr. Pershing to hide it from the emperor because for some reason he thinks the emperor is also trying to come back. But even though we know that's also not, that's also a lie. Cause in Canon, no one knows that what they're doing. It's all a secret. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it's just, so everyone, that's another rumor. And I'm like, I swear to God, if that's true, like that's ridiculous. That is stupid as hell. Well, and it just is annoying that like, we have to like jump and guess like what the point of the Pershing storyline was. Like why? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Like why this was like 40 minutes of screen time. And it's like, we don't even know. We don't even know why it was in there still. Like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I, I completely forgot about that line. Like, I feel like I blocked out a lot of Moff Gideon's dialogue from this episode because I just was not impressed. I feel like it's cheapened. I feel like it's gotten a lot cheaper somehow. Like, it just, it doesn't feel as, like, interesting or, like, it's kind of, like, hokey. Yeah. Whatever. Not like, not like the first season, like, when his entrance was, like, so epic. Dude, and, like, his All of his lines were, like, so, like, intense, you know? And... God, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy, you know, like that whole mindset of trying to enjoy it, like completely out the window. When I'm, <laughs> I know, you know what I mean. I brought, I it's me and you get together. It's like back to the toxic. It's because th- th- this is another thing. So I, I said like they sequelized the season three. They mm-hmm. just like no, they they bring back the main villain. They bring back Palpatine. They bring back Bob Gideon. He's more powerful and stronger than ever. He has this mm-hmm. army, this unlimited resources. And then what what happens at the end of season two? Grogu gets captured. What happens at the end of season three? Din Djarin gets captured. So yeah. now they have to they have to go t- obviously to the Imperial base or, or wherever they're gonna hold Din, some Imperial stronghold. Literally mm-hmm. a repeat from season two. They're gonna have to go sneak into the Imperial stronghold to get one of their guys back. And I'm just like, this is so stupid. And they're gonna have another battle, but this time it's gonna be Bo-Katan instead of Dinjar and fighting Moth Gideon for the second time. And this is just, it's so dumb. They're repeating what they just what they just did. You know okay. what I mean? And yeah, it's like I, it, it's yeah, so it's true. <laughs> that is true. I have some questions about no, that is I never even thought about how it's like a repeat. Uh yeah, that's rough. And I heard I, they're gonna ask for Boba Boba Fett for help. Literally, someone thinks they're gonna oh, Boba Fett. No. Straight up. No. No, and the mods. Yeah. Oh, dude, yes. please no. Please not the mods, bro. <laughs> mods. Fennec Shan, Cobb Van. Dude, Cobb oh. Van's got to come back eventually. So, yeah, I'm sure he will. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> come to mind. Well, I do have a couple of questions, though, about like we should. We should make some predictions about next episode before okay. we wrap things up because we have we have gone on for a while. Do we have anything else to say about Paz Vizsla's death first? Dude, like, I... oh no, one thing I did want to say though, not not about Paz Vizsla because I don't care, but <laughs> um, dude, I literally wanted him to kill Din Djarin. I was like, this would be a better death and better like character development for Din than this entire season. I like, I'm tired of seeing Din doing nothing and yeah. like literally kill regressing him. in character. I was like, please kill Din Djarin. Like I, that would literally make me happy. That would make me so happy. <laughs> no, they gave, they gave the death scene to Paz Visla, and it, it was, it was, it felt like a very, to me, it felt like a very forced like death scene. Absolutely. Very, very cliche. Like, Nothing that I was not expecting. I mean, maybe the Praetorian guards, they obviously dude, brought those in. Dude, Another what in the hell? What right? in the hell? Why? What? Why are they there? Are we are we getting are we getting like a is this like a is this a snoke hint? Like is snoke already at large somewhere? 
because like, I feel like they those they are like closely associated with Snoke. Like that's the whole thing with them, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the story is there. And they're just randomly there. Literally, I thought of the mod scene when that girl walks up to the black chrysanthemum. I was like, oh my god, they why are these here? This is so stupid. Like this is supposed to be like a epic fight scene, and everyone also be like gasping, oh my gosh. But I was like, why are the why are they there? Who are they guarding? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is so stupid. Yeah. What's the story here? No, it's yeah. It was it was poorly. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I was not that impressed. Um, and and like th- so much of that scene was really dumb too. Like the way that they got trapped behind the glass door, and like the way that like Paz Vista was like shooting the door with his gun. Yeah, remember that? I yes. was like, what is going on here? Like, why and are they doing my, that? My my first initial thought was, okay, Bo-Katan, get your dark saber out and cut a hole through it. Yeah. And then she just waits, 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 waits. And then when they're escaping, waits. oh, let me let me cut a hole through the other side. I was like, are you joking me? <laughs> Wait till they capture Din Djarin. Like, let's let them capture Din Djarin and then we'll try to cut through it. Oh, my gosh. Oy, oy, oy. All right. So let's make some predictions about next episode before we sign off here. Um, I do have a couple questions. Okay. Um, I think in relation to one of the things that we just said, um, like you were talking about how it's like similar to the finale of last season. Like, do you think any of the characters we have now could potentially die? I'll I'll just ask that one first. I don't, I don't think so. As of right now, I think, yeah, Pazbiz was supposed to be the token big name death. Yeah. Okay. I I can't, I can't see it. Okay. Because, I mean, like, I'm wondering, like, Bo-Katan, like, when is she going to die? I know. She has she to die at some point. Yeah. She's so old. Um, She looks great, but she's old. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, I mean, the only other ones, I mean, I could see someone like Axe Wolves dying, potentially, especially if he is a bad guy. I could see it, like, being, like, the death of the villain sort of a thing. Um, Moff Gideon, I would hope they would kill him. Like, he ugh. needs to die. Actually, yeah. that would make sense. Because it would he meant, potentially if he, meant, if he mentions Thrawn and he's, and he's trying to go against Thrawn, then this would be perfect to to ever again force that uh, power to go back to Thrawn again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, armor, armor could could she die? I could see it if she's not the spy. Then yeah, I could see her doing like a uh, a hero sacrifice, like Paz Vizsla almost. Yeah. Well, then my next question was similar to um, you said, you know, you named all the similarities between this and the final episode of season two. Do you think that we could get like an like a cameo, like help, like uh, other than Boba Fett? Like, do you think someone else could show up to like save the day? Dude, I uh, I have seen people like hoping for Luke to come back. Really? And I am like, in what world? Would Luke Skywalker, and for what reason would he come after, to save to save Din Djarin after after yeah, he Grogu ju- leaves him? After he just ditched Grogu, right? I was like, what? I, I mean, Ahsoka? Like, I, I don't know. This is it. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, so I hope so it's just I, them. I saw this interesting theory that was like this guy was trying to make this point that like, um, because a lot of people were saying like why like it were critiquing like why would the all those troopers like capture Din Djarin and not kill Din Djarin like why like why does why does Moff Gideon want Din Djarin alive oh, that's basically true. I never thought about that that's true and they were saying like oh because like theoretically Din Djarin's the only person that Moff Gideon has access to who knows who would who would know where Luke Skywalker is located interesting and so it could be like a 
a play by Moff Gideon to get to Luke Skywalker to like kill Luke Skywalker. Um, oh, I thought that was pretty good, I thought, actually. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty interesting little theory there. Like, I almost thought it was like made too much sense, to, <laughs> like for like, Disney to ever use that. But I thought it was a good theory. Like, I could like, I I wish that they would do something like that. Like, but we don't even know like Moff Gideon's overarching motive. We don't know if yeah. like. And that's the other thing with like these like cinematic universe type things. You don't know where the crossover is going to apply and where it's not going to apply. Yeah. You know, like, like where does their logic stay contained in this story and where does their logic of the characters like branch out to like the other uh, storylines. And so I don't know if like that's going to be brought in, like him thinking about like, oh, we need to eliminate Luke Skywalker. Or are they just going to make Luke Skywalker disappear now out of like the stories that are happening in the Mandoverse, which I think is probably what's going to happen. So I don't, yeah. think, I don't think they're going to do it. Um, another thing I've seen, I read about online. I don't remember if I sent you something about this, but was that um, apparently in season one of this show, and it's hard to imagine now because Pedro Pascal was such a big deal now, but in season one of this show, um, apparently Disney tried to pay Pedro Pascal to be a voice actor. Um by not by not having him actually go into the suit at all okay um and we're just going to have the stunt doubles do the entire entirety of the show and have him voice over but in order to work out the contract and to like get the money that he felt he deserved pedro pascal made the arrangements or his him and his his representation made the arrangements for him to have his face appear in the season and from there there are people who believe or like there's like i guess uh, I don't know if it's like a rumor or it's just like something that like is like a l- little known thing is basically that like Pedro Pascal has to show his face once a season in order to like, in order to be considered an actor and not just considered a voice actor. Um, and so we ha- obviously haven't seen his face this season. And so that's one thing I was like wondering is like, do we think that we're going to get like a Pedro Pascal face like moment or is he going to have his helmet <laughs> taken off? I could see him having his helmet taken off like by Moff Gideon. Like, yeah, like, like why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, take it off. So I don't know. That's just another little interesting thing. I think I think will probably happen and it might be interesting. And I don't know if that is all true. Anything I just said about his voice actor thing, but I just read it online. Um, so, yeah, I don't know curious i know i don't i don't know i don't know if i have really that many other predictions i feel like we've covered a, a lot of predictions yeah i don't know i i feel like it makes sense for them to get in contact with Bo- boba fett again because we oh, know no. i know we know we know from the star wars day that they're making a mando a mandoverse movie like a culminating event of all three at least all three shows of boba fett ahsoka and mandalorian Mm-hmm. Uh, one f- big grand finale so i mean it would make mm-hmm. sense for them to reconnect with Bo- boba fett um because now he's a good guy and him and dinner are like really good friends so i could see them reaching out because you know one 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 boba fett would make a difference in beating the, the empire when they have <laughs> you know they already have like 60 mandalorians to their at their disposal but just somewhere so between out. somewhere between 60 and 300 <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh man, but I I don't know. When you said the mods, though, I don't. I could totally see it, though. I could totally see them bringing him, bringing no. the mods, oh, bringing his gosh. security, bringing Black Cassantin, bringing everyone. Directed like, by Robert say, Rodriguez. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh gosh. 
Well, I mean, it'd be um, sick if Thrawn made an appearance. If Thrawn like was like rebuking Moff Gideon or something, that'd be sick, actually. Oh, he could. I could see them throwing him in like the last couple minutes or something, like, yeah. like a final reveal. Because that's. Uh, I mean, he, this is Marvel yeah. now, so maybe they'll do an after credit scene of of him talking to Thrawn or something. Oh, to- dude, totally. That's totally. <laughs> po- <laughs> that's totally possible. I think. Um, do we know anything else? Do we know anything about this episode that's coming out? We don't know the title yet. It no looks idea, like it's going to yeah. be, I mean, from what I can see, just looking at IMDb, it looks like it's going to be directed by Rick Famuyiwa um, again, which I think he's already done like two or three this season. So uh, sounds like he's still around. And do we know how, do we know 40 minutes? Is that, is that true? No, no way. Okay, I'm looking at IMDb technical specs. Um, it says runtime 40 minutes. I'm just looking at it right now. Chapter 24 of The Mandalorian. Interesting. 40 minutes. That's pretty short. So that's gonna be like 30 minutes, probably. Cause like with the credits and stuff, maybe I'm exaggerating, yeah. but probably around just maybe just over 30 minutes. Yeah. Wow. That's Dude. extremely short. Oh man. See, the whole season is starting to run me the wrong way in another way, too. Now now that I know about this film that's coming out with Dave Filoni, it's yeah. like now a lot's starting to make sense why the whole story just feels like it's stalled. Yeah, totally. Because that's they're totally. waiting, they're waiting to fill in the story till they they come out with the movie. Maybe, yeah. dude. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Moff. Maybe they don't even get closure in this. Maybe Moff Gideon gets away or something, and and Din like, Djarin's in his captivity. Yeah, maybe or something, and they're Ooh. like, oh no, we got to go get him. Well, I mean, that really sets up. You know, oh, that really dude. sets up sets us up for the movie. You know, okay, this is why they brought IG 12 because I mean, Grogu's gonna fight Moff Gideon in the finale. That's what's gonna happen. That is Shut literally up. what's gonna happen, bro. He's gonna he's gonna force pull the Darksaber, and mm-hmm. with his his limited training with Luke, he's gonna fight Moff Gideon. Well, you know, the force is a superpower uh, it is, in, so. in Disney Star Wars, so um it's not unlikely. Gosh. If you're right about that, dude, I will I will die. That, that would be so <laughs> funny. That would be great. Oh, what, hey, oh, I got one, I got one, I got one, I got one. What if the person who comes back to save them, who plays the Luke of this finale, is um, Keller and Beck from the, the, what is, isn't that the name? Keller and Beck, the Sadiq. Uh, Jar Jar Binks. Um, oh, 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 shit! Oh, or Ahmed, shit. Ahmed, Ahmed. Is it? Is it Ahmed? Ahmed Best. Best yeah. yeah. Oh, Kellerman. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I was like, who is Kellerman, dude? That would. Yeah. Okay. Again, is that story done with? Or are we not going to get anything else? Who the hell knows at this point? I I love that they literally did that for no reason. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a theme, isn't it? Just doing it, things for no reason. It literally did it for no reason. Everyone's like making all his predictions. Oh, he's going to go to the Gungans. He's going to go to Naboo. And, but like, we haven't seen a single thing about that since. Nope. <laughs> and, yeah. No, it's, it's, geez, what a wash. It, it is. Oh my God. If he's saved by a Jedi again, it is literally, they, they, they ran out of, out of ideas and they just repeated season two. Yeah. For season three. Let's, just, let's just, it's like, what is it? It's like the meme of like, like, copy my homework but just yeah. don't make it obvious yeah right <laughs> it's literally exactly what it is gosh well i mean i'm glad that we can at least have a conversation where we're making predictions again and like you know we're talking about what's going to happen next even though yeah. we're kind of like not stoked 
Like I do miss this. Like this was season one and season two, like the yeah, entire yeah. time, like every episode's like, what's going to happen next. So it's nice to be back in that space. So at least that uh, there's, there's your little positive note from Tim for, yeah. the, for the evening. I'll say something else positive too. I, okay. I would rather watch the season two, chapter 10, the passenger over any of these episodes in season three. <laughs> like, I will gladly, I, I hated that episode, but I'm really appreciating it now during watching it this season. <laughs> oh yeah. There we go, dude. Really turning and turning a new cheek. I, I, I like to hear it. Um, oh man. Funny. Well, I think that's all I've got. Do you have anything else? No. Um, thank you for listening to this. I appreciate you. Guys. <laughs> yep. And let's, let's enjoy this finale. We're coming to you live next week. That's not, yeah, that's we always, we always say that, but it never happens. <laughs> well we're gonna be together next week so we will be together yes yeah which will that result in anything probably not <laughs> we'll see <laughs> all right thanks everybody so